Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Send It with Steph. I'm Steph Leckenstein, your host. And today's podcast is going to be centered around growth because I've grown a lot as an athlete and a person over the last year and just kind of reflecting back on where I was at this time last year and it's honestly the most insane difference and I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the things I've personally thought about and also just how I changed my approach to skiing and life in general so that I can better appreciate everything around me and take advantage of the opportunities I'm given. So here we go. So I guess for a bit of context on what sparked my idea for this podcast is last year at this time I was in college racing college racing. Racing in North America was basically completely shut down except for college racing and a couple fist races. So Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. I was nowhere near as raced out as I was this year, um, if that's a word, raced out, but... Anyways, I was in school. I was dealing with COVID, school, coming back from a shoulder injury, trying to qualify for the NCAA championships because it was kind of a part of my contract that I basically had to try to qualify every year. And yeah, that was a stressful enough situation. But on top of it, just dealing with college kids and COVID and the constant testing, (laughs) But anyways, I was just at a very kind of low point in my life. I didn't really see a future for me. I was basically just questioning why I was doing anything. I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I did when I was getting to do this amazing thing, ski while attend university. And I guess, yeah, it was just I was in a totally different headspace and I was just really sad. I mean... I was definitely depressed and I had been sad and kind of anxious for months leading up to this, but I think that a certain series of events kind of triggered an anxiety attack on me and it basically just sent me over the edge and I was just so sad and could not figure out how to change my life. But now I'm sitting here in Europe at a World Cup getting ready to do a training run for a downhill in one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in Switzerland. And I'm just thinking about, wow, if only my past self a year ago could see what I'm doing now, like it would just give me a lot of hope. And yeah, I guess I, that's kind of the moral of this podcast episode is that even if you're really struggling or you're going through something right in this moment, just 
try to keep looking forward to the future and know that every situation you're in is only temporary and things will get better or they, things will change and just keep that in mind. Something that has been kind of crazy to me this year and something that I've just now realized this year will be unlike any other year in my future career because every World Cup venue that I've gone to has been a brand new experience for me because I had never done the European World Cup circuit. I had never even really done Europa Cups, so I didn't really know what to expect with the European speed circuit, but oh my gosh, it is insane going to a brand new place every single week and getting to race on hills that I had only seen on TV and kind of seeing them up close and personal and realizing how much more intense they are in person than on TV. Like that is something that is not preached enough that the TV makes everything look way easier than it is. Um, I have just been like mind blown at every single new place I go and yeah I'm just really trying to soak it all in and I think that in past years when I've gone to venues or I've gone to new places I've kind of dreaded it because I saw it as having a disadvantage to the athletes who had been to those venues before and while that might be true if you think that way you're automatically putting yourself at a disadvantage because I kind of saw myself as already going in with a disadvantage and then just believing that really messed with me and this year I've just tried because I've gone to only new venues and I've had no experience on anything I've kind of changed my approach to that and just realized like hey everyone had their first time down this and it may not be your best result but it's going to be a new experience and it's going to be something that helps you learn for the future and it's just yeah just embracing each new place Uh, with a kind of open mind versus going in already feeling like I was behind has really made a difference this year. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen endocryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe or use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Along with that, throughout this entire season, as I've gone to new race venues and skied on tracks that I'd only ever seen on TV, I really developed this sense of confidence in myself and I've started believing that I have put in the work and that I can trust myself now because I think in the past I've always known that I was strong or I knew that I was pretty good at skiing but I had a really hard time when it came race day to actually like put that into work and just trust myself and go for it but this year racing world cups and being surrounded by all of these like 
unbelievable athletes and people that I idolize has really helped me come to terms with my own career and how much I've developed as an athlete and it's taught me how to just fully put trust in myself so that when I get up in the start gate on race day I'm not thinking like okay and on this turn you like really have to be strong in your skis because you're maybe not strong enough to make it through that turn otherwise or don't like worrying about being in sketchy positions I think that just kind of trusting that I know what I'm doing and I've put in so much time and training and work to get to this point that I really just need to kind of trust what's happening and things are going to work out. And I mean, sometimes they don't. Obviously, you're not going to have great days every day. But yeah, just kind of teaching myself that I've done the work and the race day is when it's time to actually like trust what I've done in the past versus trying to learn everything on race day. Recently, I went back to some NORAM Cups, which are, if you're not familiar with that, they're kind of the North American Continental Cup. So it's basically a higher level race in North America. And I haven't done one really all season. I only did a couple speed ones, but I was kind of starting at ground zero in all events because I haven't really raced GS. I haven't raced slalom. And I'd only really done three Super G races all season. So I was basically going in with no race experience in any of those disciplines. And I had no expectations for myself. Obviously, I wanted to be at the top with the top girls because I know in the past I've been able to compete with them. But I also was trying to be realistic with myself that, hey, I haven't had that much training in these disciplines and just like go out, see what you can do. And yeah see how it goes but I think that I had this new race mentality from racing in Europe all season and being at World Cups that when I got to these races I just like fully trusted because it was kind of a lower level I was like fully trusted that I could do whatever I wanted at those races and I think that made a huge difference because in the past when I've raced Norams I've felt like I had to go 120% in every single race in order to even be like remotely competitive and when I got to these races I was like you know what I just have to ski the way I have all season and things are going to go well and I mean it did it was kind of surprising and I had some of my best NORAM results at those races but I think it just goes to show how big a difference it makes when you actually trust what you're doing and you feel like you could just perform to what you've been training and perform to what you've previously raced instead of feeling like you have to go above and beyond what you feel like you're already doing and yeah it just made a big difference for me I think especially going into coming back to World Cups I really need to focus in on that kind of mentality because it's one thing to go back to a NORAM where I'm one of the oldest girls there and I have a lot of experience on that circuit but then coming back to World Cups where I'm one of the youngest on at the race and I also have no experience in the circuit so definitely gonna see if I can put all this all these lessons into play over the next couple weeks tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that is top quality With one delicious scoop of Athlete Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. 
Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. Disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. So those are some of the kind of skiing mentality lessons that I've learned. And while that's a big part of skiing, there's also a huge mental side of like just living while racing. And I think I've honestly learned more about my own mental health and about other people's kind of mentalities over the last year than I had in my entire lifetime because I'm the type of person that's like I'm quite straightforward I don't necessarily go out of my way to be harsh with people but sometimes when you are straightforward it seems harsh and I mean I've definitely probably hurt some feelings along the way unintentionally but especially being a competitive athlete you're I mean, we just have kind of a more intense mentality all the time, but I think over the last year, I have really learned how to separate my own process from other people's processes. So I think that in sports, especially, we are very, you're looking at what everyone else is doing a lot. And I mean, a lot of the time, everyone's doing very similar things. Like we all go to the same races. We all workout in the summer it's kind of it's a pretty generic um, system but I think that everyone each athlete brings their own individual like pathway to it and their own approach and in the past I've maybe been too judgmental of other people's and that could be like me thinking I'm not doing enough because I see someone else doing what I see as more than me or thinking other people aren't doing enough and questioning why they have success or just kind of those things where it's too focused on what other people are doing and not focused enough on what's working for you. But over the last year, I was kind of left to my own devices with a lot of things like planning a program. I mean, I'm an independent athlete, so I'm literally in charge of everything I do. But working out, building a program, choosing what races to go to, all these types of things, I've just had to do myself and I think that's really allowed me to think about like what's going to work for me and it's built up another layer of trust with myself where I've kind of had to trust myself in order to make these decisions because I don't necessarily have someone with a lot of experience guiding me or telling me exactly what to do. Obviously, I have people helping. I'm not saying I'm doing this entirely alone. Oh my God, I could not even imagine. But there's no one telling me, you have to go here, you have to do this. It's kind of like, (laughs) let's see how it works and let's see what works for me. So I guess that's really helped me kind of realize that everyone has their own path and 
I have probably been too focused on what other people have been doing in the past and now that I'm like fully focused on what's what works for me and I don't really have time to stress about what other people are doing because I'm so consumed and trying to make my own plan work it's just really I mean it's forced me to just focus on myself and I think that's really it's really helped me because I know that I'm 100% in on my program and I'm not questioning it I'm not questioning what I'm doing compared to other people and yeah that's just another lesson I've learned I think that it's very important for us to just kind of stay in our lane you know that's like kind of a silly saying but it's true like (laughs) you can't control what other people are doing they can't control what you're doing so you may as well just find what works for you if that means trial and error if that means just sticking with one thing and riding it out then you do you but at the end of the day if we just focus on ourselves and find what works for us then there's a lot less judgment and there's a lot less like criticism around competitors I think along these kind of like judgment lines I am the type of athlete that even when I was really young I did not want people to know when I was struggling with things I mean injuries especially I was very quiet about stuff I would kind of just like suffer through it and ultimately it would hurt me in the long run but (laughs) I've never really been the type of person to like be open about my injuries or when I'm struggling with stuff or if I feel self-conscious about something it's always been very internal and I've um, done a lot of journaling ever since I was actually quite young I did a lot of journaling just to like get my thoughts out and that was kind of my way of dealing with my issues but over the last year I learned the power of opening up to people and only opening up to the people you trust at first because I think that there's a fine line with kind of expressing your emotions and expressing how you're feeling because I don't think you can initially trust everyone everyone (laughs) with your feelings and your thoughts I think that that can lead to more damage sometimes but I do think that kind of opening up to people that you trust and people who want to help makes a huge difference because I know just within the last year like when I've been injured or when I haven't wanted to go put myself in a situation that I know is going to make me anxious or I know is going to make me uncomfortable but I never would have told anyone why originally like I wouldn't have told someone oh I don't want to go to this camp because it makes me uncomfortable or like I don't feel welcome but now over the last year I've really learned that it's okay to tell people like oh this situation makes me very uncomfortable or this this situation or these things trigger my anxiety and that's why I don't necessarily want to do them or just saying like hey my knee hurts today like I can't do 10 runs or <laughs> like I know in the past oh my god when I was on the development team I used to just grind through like 11 runs of whatever discipline we were training and I would not complain about anything until the end of the day we'd get back to the hotel and me and my teammates would just be like in agony like everyone would be in pain no one would tell anyone about it because we were so embarrassed that like to show weakness I guess but yes I have grown a lot in that way and okay something that I'm going to share with you guys and this is maybe like 
not I don't know not super normal on a podcast I'm not really sure what podcasts talk about most of the time but I've started reading this book that was recommended to me by my teammate Trish it's called Bravey and if you haven't read it you absolutely should it doesn't matter if you're an athlete it doesn't matter if you're invested in sports it has so many unbelievable life lessons (laughs) and some of these um, ideas she has written down really resonated with me because obviously as I mentioned earlier I struggled a lot with depression um, over the last year or kind of before this year and the thing she said and how she explained it just like I felt like I wrote it and I think that a lot of other people would find it relatable so I'm just gonna read the couple sections that I think people should hear okay so this is the first kind of section that I really stuck out to me and it just talks it's about how you don't necessarily need to open up to everyone about your issues or your struggles but It's definitely important to reach out to the people you trust. So she says, The energy I put into healing myself was tremendous and there was none to spare for updating friends or otherwise opening up to other people. I didn't want attention. I wanted to heal. Healing was the hardest thing I've ever done and I've done some hard things. So (laughs) I found that so relatable because I, when I first started kind of talking to people about what I was struggling with, it was strictly a licensed therapist or (laughs) my school therapist I didn't really tell other people about it I mean I was so deep into my own mind that I really didn't want to scare people because I think I was having like just such weird thoughts that I'd never had before and I didn't want to like freak everyone out and kind of start say stuff that I would eventually regret so that was something I did I only reached out to my sports psych slash therapist at first and then naturally obviously my parents and family were involved because um, I think that's natural and that's kind of who you fall on when things are going really bad but yeah I I think that's a very important thing to kind of realize is like I think that we've talked so much about like now in social media and everything there's so much about opening up and talking about how you're feeling and your mental health but at the end of the day if you're really struggling you do not need to reach out to every single person that you know and tell them what you're going through or it doesn't need to be this like huge conversation it can just be one or two people that you really feel like you can trust with the information and who you know are going to be there to help you. Okay, this next part she talks about is, you know, when you uh, ate something as a kid that made you throw up and even as an adult, anytime you like smell or taste that flavor, it immediately makes you nauseous and that's called like creating a personal law. So she talks about this in the same way that we create personal laws about our emotions. So she says, the brain behaves similarly with emotional trauma. When we create a personal law in response to trauma, the law can become hardwired into your brain so strongly that when you encounter even vaguely similar situations much later, your mind reacts with irrational intensity. I, oh my God. So this has happened to me multiple times where in the past I have had negative experiences with certain coaches or certain 
environments and now as like an adult years later I still am triggered immediately when I'm encountered with a similar situation because my brain is hardwired that like this type of situation or this type of encounter is going to make you feel bad so now instead of just like going through the encounter and kind of living it in the moment and seeing how I feel I immediately have an emotional reaction and that's something I've really been working on without before reading this book um it's kind of just looking at kind of trying to read between the lines and think like okay this is not meant negatively this is something else this is whatever supposed to be informative or this is just like uh professional speaking like I I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say but yeah just kind of um going above and beyond to try to dissociate those situations from my past experiences because if you do let your past experiences influence your present experiences then you're probably going to have more rational emotional responses than you should or that you like normally would in any other situation Okay, the final thing she talks about that I'm going to share is it's actually related to Jerry Seinfeld. That's the example she uses. But just kind of she's trying to normalize just talking about everything and anything without making it a huge emotional situation. So she says, by musing on things that seem small, he gives us permission to consider anything worth of discussion. Everybody hates some things and everybody experiences pain. Everybody has hard days or days or days and days. But in Jerry's world, no single thing can become big enough to destroy us. We might even find humor in the things that bother us most. I really liked this because I find that all too often we've kind of created this society where small talk or just talking about kind of random stuff is not considered productive or it's not seen as like being intelligent or having intelligent thoughts and so many times in my life I've been criticized or kind of looked down on for getting excited over little things or just talking about like nothing (laughs) just spewing comments out and I think that this passage really related to me because I don't understand why as a society we don't just accept that the more we talk about mundane things and kind of everyday stuff the more normalized it's going to be and the more normalized talking is going to be like just being able to open up about anything is going to be okay so I've talked a lot about how I've grown over the last year And you might be thinking, wow, Steph, you're so mature and you've grown up so much. Well, this is kind of true, but I also have so much more to learn. Um, I am taking it upon myself, especially with this year kind of away from school, to really dig deep into stuff that I want to learn about myself, want to learn about the world, want to kind of pursue in the future. And these are some of the things that I am still trying to learn and still working on because if you're not working on yourself then you're doing yourself a disfavor so one of the things I'm working on is how to brush off negative comments from coaches because this is something that I think 
most athletes deal with. I mean, there's a certain few who really thrive on negative comments, but I am not one of those people. I, I think there was kind of a misconception growing up that coaches who talk negatively help me perform better, but I don't think that was the truth. I think that at the end of the day, I just wanted to escape them, which is maybe why I performed better. And I just wanted to get as far away as possible from them because I perform so much better when I'm being encouraged positively or I don't want someone sugarcoating my career or my life. I That's definitely not what I'm saying. But having someone who recognizes what you're trying to learn or recognizes maybe your downfalls and is not afraid to kind of tell you about them, but is also very optimistic and wants you to see the positives in what you're doing. I think that's really important for me, but I'm obviously going to encounter people and coaches that have bad things to say about me, and that's just the way it is, but I definitely need to learn how to work on that more. I think there's a lot of kind of mental stuff you can do to work on that. I'm still trying to figure it out so when I figure it out I'll let you guys know but another thing is taking matters into my own hands without waiting for others to notice me and this is especially relatable to coaches because I think that I mean with most sports you're trying to make a certain level and that's generally a professional level and with that comes qualification for a national team or an Olympic team or whatever your sport may entail but for me Obviously, I'm trying to make the national team, but there's not necessarily national team coaches right now looking out for me and putting effort into me. So I really need to go above and beyond and take the matters into my own hands. Everything that I can control, I need to work on and kind of try to bring myself up to that level without waiting for people to help me, you know, hopefully that makes sense. And then finally, I know I said that I like really started trusting myself and trusting my judgment, but obviously I (laughs) don't have that much experience. So I think that this is still something I really need to work on, trusting my judgment and believing that I know what's good for me because I think that we all, each individual person does know what's best for themselves, but sometimes it takes a lot of learning and a lot of trial and error and a lot of failure for us to actually get to the point where we finally find what works for us and yeah what can help us get to our end goal eventually but those are just the three main things that I'm kind of working on mentally and within myself obviously I'm working on a lot of stuff (laughs) but those are kind of the like growth aspects that I'm working on um Yeah, hopefully you guys found this remotely interesting. And like I said earlier, if you have not read Bravey, you have to. It's the story of Alexi Papas. She is just very inspirational. And the way she writes is just so relatable. (laughs) Um, I think that a lot of times athletes are not necessarily aware of when they're struggling or not necessarily understanding, like, why they're not performing at their best and she kind of just highlights a lot of the realizations she had after she got to a good place so she didn't even realize she was depressed until after (laughs) um which is yeah it's just something to think about and 
I want everyone to feel safe and I want everyone to feel understood. So hopefully this was a little bit relatable to someone or helped someone. And yeah, hopefully now that everyone's home from the Olympics, I can get some more people on here. But until then, thank you for listening to me ramble for 30 minutes. I appreciate you. And yeah, give me five stars. If you like this podcast, make sure to download or yeah, give me a follow because I really love doing this and I'm excited for my next one. So I'll see you next week. This episode is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.